Welcome to episode 16 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most, not as good as some. Mike, how you doing tonight? Not too bad, actually. Um, must be getting old in my old, old in my old age. Yeah, that's what usually happens. Because um, I always make fun of my mom and my Aunt Judy, because they always say they're cold, but I'm here in the North Studios on an April day, and I got a blanket around my lap. And I've got long pants on too, but I think they could uh, uh, hang sides of beef down here in the North Studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I elected not to wear my camouflage hat, my my winter hat down here. So, yeah, the the South Studio is also a little frigid. But uh, okay, so today's episode, we have uh, three tastings from. Sufferfest Brewing Company and oh excuse me Sufferfest Beer Company and the first one we're going to try is the repeat and Mike you're going to have to help me out with the pronunciation or how you think this is pronounced uh, I'm going to have to put my glasses down to Kolsch 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 style beer with bee pollen and um, it's only got 95 calories Mike and well, that's coming handy because I gained quite a bit of weight on vacation here. <laughs> I think a lot of people did. So it's also, I think it's going to be so far within uh, 16, 16 episodes, this is going to be the, um, the a tasting with the least alcohol content at 3.5. And I believe the least IBUs as well at 25. The untapped rating is 3.17. And for those of you not familiar with Sufferfest, it's from San Francisco, California. What do you think? Crack them? Yeah, um, not yet. Because remember, oh, yeah. um, our, our first ever off-pod tasting that on one of our family nights here during vacation slash social distancing, I went out and purchased a 12-pack of the Sam Adams New England IPA. I sampled it, ran one over, left it on your porch, well outside six feet from anybody because you guys weren't even home, and then you just tried it, I want to say, Friday night. What was your take on the Sam Adams New England IPA, hazy and juicy? I think the Sam Adams IPA is, I think they're trying to hit that, uh, that niche market with the Founders All Day IPA, uh, probably probably what I'm anticipating the the repeat from Sufferfest is going to be like as well. To well to an extent, I guess that's not an IPA though, is it? Um, no, not. but uh, it's yeah. There, I think that's what they're trying to go for there. I mean, it was good. Uh, didn't knock my socks off or blow my dress up or anything like that. So. Oh, then we agree to disagree. We agree to disagree just because it's not an official pod ranking. I'm going to give it a, a, easily a four. Okay. I won't, I won't go out there and blow it with a 4.5 or five because it's an unofficial flight football, anything else review. Right. But if we ever do download it, we do have video, as you can see the nice yellow can, the Sam Adams IPA comes highly recommended by yours truly. Oh, I would recommend it. It was tasty. But I didn't think I'm surprised uh, you would rate it as a four because I didn't think it had the I didn't think it had the the punch that you know some of the IPAs that that you require. Uh, oh no, um, it didn't have the punch, but it was only I mean it was a healthy six point eight percent alcohol. Well, so I don't mean punch in terms of that. I just meant punch in terms of a really a really. Um, a really flavorful, really. Oh, see, I, I disagree. I, I thought the flavor in it was fantastic. I actually think I might be able. I might like it better than Two Hearted. Now, Two Hearted is going to get you fucked up quicker. Wow. I actually like the Sam. I think I like Sam Adams better than Two Hearted, which is almost sacrilegious to say from a, a Two Hearted lover. Okay. Um, but it put it in perspective, this Colts we're about to drink, where you said it might be the lowest alcohol content. Yeah. I almost bet money that it is. Because Bud Light is actually 4.2%. <laughs> so, and yeah. this is 3.5. So, it's a so we, what we should have done on this one is we should have got like 12 of these and just seen how fast we could drink them. 
<laughs> and hopefully to our listeners, hopefully the, the, the way we're, Dave and I are recording this episode sounds a little better than episode 15 did. Oh, I think the camera on my, there we go. There's the Jamie Windy flights football and anything else. It's all bullshit mug. And if we ever release the video, the, the folks will be able to see it on video with the platform we're using. Another outstanding pour by yours truly. I, I got one. I didn't have to hold the phone and do multiple things at once, so I got quality pour as well. All right. Here you go. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Um, a, a, a watered down Heineken. Agreed. So, yep. Um, 14 playoff teams in the NFL. What's your take on it, Dave? My take on it is, I guess, I like the fact that if I have to pick, and I think you're asking me to pick which side of the fence to, to fall on because everybody that talks about this, um, there's those people in the camp that think that those that do really well should get rewarded going into the playoffs by having a buy, or at least more teams should. Whereas some people are in the other camp that says this will make it more competitive uh, this will make it a little more exciting. Uh, some of those, some of a, a few additional games leading up to the playoffs will mean something, as opposed to just like a pretty much a blow-off weekend for the most part now, uh, with 12 teams. So I'm going to fall on that side of the fence. It'll make it more interesting leading up to the playoffs, and potentially make it a little bit more interesting, you know, going through the playoffs. I, I, I think I, I like it. All right, um, Jane, you ignorant slut. Um, <laughs> you suck. I was I had that one in my back back pocket. I was going to use that one. Uh, I obviously I know why the NFL is doing it. It's all about the green. It's all about the money. And you're right. And now, week fifteen, when the seven and seven Lions are facing the seven and seven Bears, and they both realistically have a shot at that. One, two, three, four, five. Seventh playoff spot in the NFC. You're going to have Chicago fans coming to Detroit or Detroit fans going to Chicago, this, that, or the other thing. And it's going to create interest. And you're saying the Detroit Lions have a chance? What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Parody, baby. Worst to first. That's what the NFL's made on. Um, But like I said, personally, I don't like it. I don't think. I think the regular season has to mean a little something and you reward the good teams. And then, cause now you're at seven teams. There's only 16 teams in a conference. You're almost at 50% of your conference making the playoffs. Right. You know, why not just do the whole season like the NCA March Madness? Right. Week one is, you know, the best team versus, you know, so I actually don't like it. No, again, first weekend NFL ratings are usually huge because there's two wild card games. Well, now there's a third. Cha-ching. I see why they did it. I don't like why they did it. Right. And I I think I, I, I agree with the argument that you have a team that busted out all year. Uh, they play really, really, really hard. Uh, they try to get a great record, uh, get a great seed, uh, maybe go for the one, the one buy that's left. Uh, and they don't get that buy. And you know, they're dragging ass, they're beat up, and a couple key players get hurt. And then along comes a team like the Lions or something like that. And, you know, they happen to be on a roll. You know, they happen to have something going on. And they're hitting their stride. And, you know, they, they beat a team with five more wins than, than they did. Uh, and that's, that's going to hurt. A lot of players I know aren't going to like that. Right. Well, see, then again, the other side of the coin of that is ask the Baltimore Ravens how effective the bye week was for them. Yeah, they sure. came. They, they came out and were flat. 
Yeah, true, true. Of course, they didn't they didn't play their they didn't play anybody in week seventeen either. So they actually had two weeks off. Well, in the NCAA March Madness tournament, the championship tournament uh, has a little bit of that when you have some one seeds playing 16 seeds and they're kind of rolling through their first few games and not having to play that hard to win. Uh, and then all of a sudden they run up against a team in the, you know, in the sweet 16 that finally, you know, that can compete and they've gone, they've gone two weeks without, without competition. Right. And they, you know, and all of a sudden they get, you know, they get punched in the gut. So, yeah, there's some of that in other tournaments, too. Now, obviously, the 14 teams in the playoffs is assuming that the NFL is going to start on time, Thursday, September 10th, and it'll be a full season with full playoffs. That is, you know, and the NFL is stuck to that and actually right now getting a little grief because of the fact they do not have a contingency plan. And one of the writers for CBS Sports, Jonathan Jones, he came up with two contingency plans. And I can live with the second one, and the first one I'm totally against. Although, again, I see why they do it. His two ideas, and I see why the NFL, why should the NFL have a contingency plan for something in September? This stuff is changing daily. Right. weekly and September is still what 127 days away. I mean, you can't go out and book an arena or a stadium and say, Hey, we're going to, you know, we need this stadium for our week one, November 1st. And then if something happens and they play on time, well, now you don't even need that. Right. But his two suggestions for contingency plan, the one playing in empty stadiums. And the second one was a shortened schedule, kind of like my baseball proposal last week. And he said, you know, the first games that go are the four, op, you know, against the other conference. Each NFC team plays four AFC teams. Those games go. Gotcha. And then, you know, and then you that gets you down to a 12-game schedule. And then if you get rid of the non, you know, there's like two intra-division games that you could eliminate and get down to a 10-game schedule. Right. I don't mind the shortened – playing without fans – I'm not a fan of. I, I mean, I guess I know. I think again, the NFL. Nobody, wants to nobody's do it, a fan of that. Nobody. Right, good one. <laughs> um, the NFL wants to do it, obviously, because um, TV. TV is where they're getting all the money from. Right. So the NFL could care less if, if nobody was at any game, because Fox and ESPN and CBS and NBC, they're all paying their billions of dollars for the product on TV and right. they're lost if there's people in the stadium. I just, I don't like that option. I would rather just not play the season if they're going to play with no fans. Yeah, no, I, I would, I'd still have them. No, why would you want to, you want them to play the season. You're still going to watch some games on TV. I mean, yeah, but it, it boring, was, there's no you can't hear the loud. Just pretend it's the, the first two uh, weeks of the XFL. That's well, yeah, that's true, and that's why I didn't. That's probably why I only watch you know dribs and drabs of the first quarter of the XFL. And I was like, ah, no investment, no. And yeah, you could say, Mike, you'd probably only go to one NFL game in the entire year anyway. What do you care? Well, that's kind and of what well, I was thinking. And well, you're right. And I'll still run my fantasy league, which I am the defending champ, by the way. Very good. Um, Sorry, champ. uh, And so you can, and you know, so we'll do the fantasy league, and I'll still watch, and I'll still yell and scream and piss and moan at my players not performing. But I act. I don't like that. Yes. So I will watch. But if that, if it were up to me, I would say no, because it's dumb. Yeah, I think I I wouldn't just because I know I, just from you know reading and 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 watching ESPN and and other shows, you know I I think the majority of the players want to play, uh, and I think the majority of the people they need some they need at least an hour or two or three, you know in the case of a football game you know that diversion away from all the crap that's happening right now. I mean I think it's good for people. So would I like it? No, I guess I would agree with you. I'd hate to see the stands empty, um, but it would be better than nothing. 
Fair enough. So no, I'd, I'd, right. I'd have to agree with you on that one. All right. Well, you're a host. Yep. Quotation marks. So you go first on the old repeat by Sufferfest Beer Company. I don't dislike it. I mean, for what it is, um, like you said, it's a have my last little last little bit, uh, blah 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 blah. Have my last little bit of it there. Um, yeah, like um, like a little bit of a watered down Heineken. I don't know. You hit the nail on the head. I guess I can't think of any other way to describe it. I'm gonna go. 2.80. All right, yeah, we're in the we're in the same ballpark. Uh for 3.5 percent, 25 IBUs. There was enough flavor there. Um, I'm going to go below the untapped as well. I'm going to give it a 2.58. Okay. Definitely drinkable though. I mean, I have no. Yeah. I mean, I think we're ready for our second tasting. I sure am. We've got the Sufferfest Beer Company's Head Start, a stout brewed with coconut water and Equator coffee. So I'm kind of I'm looking forward to this. So ready? Yes, sir. Now this one I've got the. Uh, the Shelly's special beer tasting glass. I've got the uh, bar stool sports spitting chiclets. Not a big deal. Glass. Almost looks like a root beer. Yeah, it does. There's uh... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely got a little coffee flavor there. Cheers. Cheers. Or not a coffee flavor, coffee aroma. Uh, hmm. Not as pronounced as one of our earlier pods. Remember when I said the Tropicana suntan oil? <laughs> it's because of that. It's because of that coconut. Right. I, yeah. It's like I put too much sunscreen on my face, and I got it in my got it in my mouth. That's what she said. Although I don't, um, this one doesn't come off. Um, was that was the one you were talking about from the cigar brewing variety? I think, pack? I think so. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah. A decent flavor, but again, this uh, on the can they talk about. Um, is this one as well where they talk about? No, I think it's the next one we've got up, the FXT. You know, they, they talk about uh, locale. Usually a stout is that does that is not locale. And remember for the listeners, this one, the head start. Uh, it's 4.5% alcohol, and we couldn't find a IBU rating, but the untapped is 3.32. So there you go. Uh, but this, this, this is uh, usually for a stout, and obviously it's the coconut water that is kind of um, – I don't want to say dumbing it down, but I think it's I think it's blocking a little stout flavor. It's blocking yeah, the coffee. Actually, actually, on the palate, it goes coconut coffee, coconut coffee. Uh, and as a person that doesn't like coconut typically, it's drinkable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely gonna. It's already beat the uh, repeat with the flavor aspect of it, much more flavorful than the uh, repeat. You said you went to the store today, didn't you? I did. Did you have any notes if there's any toilet paper or no? None. But we, no. Went, later in, we went later in the day. Well, that, yeah, I mean, usually 
there's not is not gonna. I mean, the toilet paper section has quite a bit of coffee on it, and right. this, that, and the other thing. But my point was, you could park a car on that shelf right now if you yes, want. You could if you. Uh, what I've learned though is if it's come, I don't care if it's come down to we're out here at the North Studios, and there's 20 rolls of Scott tissue left. If that's the case, I'm just going to continue to the hardware department and get some sandpaper. The softness, of the, the softness of the sandpaper is going to be equal to the Scott tissue, and at least I don't have to worry about poking my finger through the sandpaper like you do the Scott tissue. So Scott tissue is absolutely useless, so you're better off just going without the toilet paper if, if Scott tissue is your only choice. I'm laughing so hard because because we're in a conversation about this, and it's funny how a, a pandemic can bring about so many conversations about toilet paper. And I don't know what the percentage is, but invariably it always leads back to whatever brand you're getting and whether you whether your your finger goes through the toilet. Well, that, paper. Well, that's, that's actually a, that's actually a pretty important component of my toilet paper because if my fingers are going to go through the paper, I might as well not even use it. Right. Well, if it's the cheap stuff, unfortunately, then even if it's a jumbo roll, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, um, you gotta uh, fold that over so many right. times until you can't see through it. But the but like Scott tissues actually. I mean, even the store brand is better than Scott tissue. Scott tissue is terrible. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we gotta kind of go back to that college topic. We. Uh, one thing that, that piqued our interest was the fact that it sounds like the NCAA is going to allow uh, seniors and fifth-year seniors to get a redo on their, on, their spring, on their spring season. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, are they, they, they're not going to allow winter season sports to do that, are they? No, because they've already played. Well, yeah, they didn't get a championship. Well, okay, they did get – they probably got their conference – they got their conference championships out of the way, did they not? Not, no. the, not the tournaments, but – they played their whole season. Yeah, they played their whole regular season, but not their tournaments. Right. Yeah, they were. Yeah, the winter sports aren't going to be able to make it up. No. They're talking like the softball, baseball, track and field. Yeah. Um, and if maybe, we maybe women's field hockey, I feel bad. That I don't. I don't know. Anyway, continue. Lacrosse. Right. Lacrosse is you, and then they're you know college baseball is probably. You know, because there's no college World Series, and if we really get in depth at our um, adding sound effects and editing of our podcast, this is my take on that. This is where you can give the well, sound worked, effect because that worked pretty good. Well, thank you. Um, because in my opinion, that just leads back to the old what's ruining this country to a degree where the everybody gets a medal mentality. Yeah. You know what? It sucks. You know, you know, Jimmy Jones, the senior at Marist university baseball team hits 260, had one homer in his career hit ninth plays every other day, decent glove hand. And now his baseball career is over unless he gets in the pickup league with his buddies on Thursday night in the local softball league. His career is over. You know what? Shit happens. You know, and what about all the people? What about all the people that are out of work right now with no paychecks? I mean, are we going to get, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, the government's giving them, you know, 400, $600, whatever it is. Sure. But hey, you know, you missed your senior year. Because what, you know, all right, so that senior, how it takes away time from this stud coming out of high school. Well, that's what is, I was going Is he going yeah, to get an extra year tacked on down the road because he got screwed because that kid shouldn't even have been here because he would have been graduated? So, yeah, I think if they do that, that's just dumb. Because then it creates – because then it's not fair to anybody. And what about the junior who was going to have a breakout year because he was in the shadow – like Mike Peters was in the shadow of Dave Dawson three years at Tulane and now Dave Dawson's around for one more year and then I don't mature and develop like I should have as a plain everyday center fielder for the Tulane Greenway because your sorry ass is there another year right am I going to get another year because 
no, because yeah, then, yeah, so yeah, you make a lot of good points. You know, those kids, um, yeah, those freshmen coming in that that might have been able to play, or uh, you know that 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 junior, you know, that third year guy that was going to be able to be the guy or girl that was going to be able to be that player, you know, to lead their team is now stuck their senior year right behind the person exactly. they were stuck behind before. Right. So I, I mean, I don't think they should. I mean, you know, life, life isn't fair. Sorry. You don't happen to know, and I'm putting you on the spot, but now I'm thinking back um, when this happened before, you know, for the world wars, um, especially world war two collegiate athletics, obviously wasn't the, wasn't the, the business that it is today. However, I don't, think when they suspended those things that or canceled them I don't think anybody got any redos did they no Ted Williams missed probably three to five of the prime years of his career serving two stints I want to say it was World War II and the Korean War yeah so he didn't get those back he just and those were at the prime of his career so I mean I mean I guess it's a nice gesture but it's it's a nice gesture, but does it lead to, I mean, from a contractual standpoint, I didn't read this. Maybe somebody can fact check us or give us a heads up on this. That's listening from a contractual standpoint, you're going to get X number of seasons to play, or is it you're going to get X number of years for schooling while you're playing. And if you, if, if you know, if, Obviously, you know, all the schools are online learning, but they're still going to get their credits for passing their classes if they pass them. Right. Is, is, that, the, is that the go-to part of the contract, or do they get to play so many years of a sport? I would probably think it more leans towards the educational aspect. Right, yeah. Because yeah, not... if you're injured, what's the difference between this and – And then know, you the... have to apply for the medical red shirt. And then they're not always granted. I mean, some some people are granted a medical red shirt year. Okay. And then others aren't. I mean, just because you're hurt, you don't automatically get a new another year, I don't think. Well, I'm thinking – I was thinking the opposite, you know. If it's your last year and you blow an ACL or a rotator cuff or something like that, I mean – are you done? Most people usually are, but there's there's some instances where you can apply and play um, multiple years. I and mean, I can't remember. There was a one quarterback. Seemed like he was in, in college football for like 13, 14 years. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, – you brought up to me the other day that ESPN ran a greatest – college basketball player of all time bracket. Yeah, they had a bracket. Big deal. Big, big deal. Yep. And, of course, who won that? Uh, it was Michael Jordan beat Larry Bird yep. in the finals. Right. That just shows you why fans should not be allowed to vote because uh, – I think somebody let the dog in the studio again. How does that happen? He's actually a member of the pod. He's third member. Uh, Michael Jordan – I can give you – actually, Bird was a better college basketball player than Michael Jordan. So, actually, in the final, if Bird would have won it, I wouldn't be as upset with this poll as I am. Um, but how Luel Sender slash Kareem Abdul-Jabbar I – don't, I don't think he was ever Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in college, so Luel Sender right. deal with. Right. Um, I don't know how Luel Sender didn't make the finals. 26.4 points a game, 15.5 rebounds, three national championships. Yep. Uh, assists weren't a statistic back then. Um, and then you have uh, Bird had better stats. You could argue Magic had better stats than Michael Jordan. Yeah. Uh, played 40 less games than MJ did, cause, but, you know, same 17 points a game and two, point, two rebounds more than MJ and right. six more assists a game than MJ. And then, um, you know, Bird stats were a lot better. And then arguably the greatest college basketball player of all time, a little bit before my time, I don't remember seeing him play, but uh, Pete Maravich. Uh, okay, that's I would, that's the name that was in the back of my head. Yeah, I mean, in 88 games, he averaged 44.2 points a game. And right. if, speaking of fact checks, I don't think there was a three-point shot in college hoops when he played. 
someone, and I'm not, you're bringing this up. That's the name that I had in the back of my head. And I wish I could remember who was talking about Pete Maravich and said, if there was a three point line and he played the same number of games that the kids do today, it, it, it would be lights out. I mean, it, nobody would touch him. So well, that, that's what I mean. Um, and then, as I mentioned last week, uh, you know, I mean, he played so many more games than anybody else because he was there for four years and went to four straight Final Fours. But, I mean, four straight Final Fours and two national championships from a guy who played 148 games, 16.7 rebounds, two assists. I mean, his numbers are equal to Jordan's, and he has one more title. So you can argue Leitner's a better player. And, and yeah. I'm, this isn't a Mike Slam and Mike contest here because and no. for my money, Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time. But this pool was college basketball. College, right. You, right. I mean, you could argue Worthy was the better, the more valuable player on North Carolina's team. When Jordan sure. played, Worthy was the more valuable player. I mean, so what I'm hearing is, is that we're basically saying that this bracket was somewhat like voting for your class president in high school. Right. The most popular wins. <laughs> a little bit of a popularity contest. Or if you go with the slogan, the man's pet, the lady's pet. Nah, the man's pet. Well, in this day and age, it would be the man's pet. and the, It's the man's threat, the lady's pet, the people's choice back when I ran in high school. <laughs> but like I say, in this, in this day and age, it is the man's pet and the lady's pet. So, yeah. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, what, not, I'm not talking tropical flavors or anything. I'm just talking regular M&Ms or regular Skittles. What has more colors? Oh, boy. Isn't it Skittles? No. Really? Yeah, regular M&Ms have six colors. Skittles only has five. Yeah. Nah, you stumped me again. Hey, yeah. I just want to let you know. Uh, while we were sitting here, I got a text from – uh, a couple of our listeners and George and Mallory drown text a picture and all of their scribbles, they did their own off pad, off pad, off pod tasting. And one of the, one of them that they tasted, we tasted in episode eight, the dog man from beards brewing. You remember yep. that? Because uh, it kind of equated to it had the red eyes, you know, like the P right. or, or Z's pet polar bear. Yep. But uh, they had a nice little, a nice little, uh, what'd they have? Shooter McGavin by Austin Brothers. We love all the Austin Brothers stuff. We said we're taking oh, we've never had, I don't think we've, I've never even seen Shooter McGavin though. No, no, I haven't either. They had an odd side, hopping medium ride, double, Double IPA, uh, the Dogman, Northern Dream by Perrin, uh, Grand Armory, uh, Big Lake, Big Lake Brewing. We're in this together. They're not. They're not infringing on us, are we, Dave? You don't. You don't think we've got to copyright this thing before? No, no. I'm pretty sure I got permission. Uh, they've got all their ratings. And I'm not asking if you have permission. I'm asking if they have permission. They seem to be rating a lot of beers on us. I don't want them stealing our thunder. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying what they rated them. Oh, okay. I'm just saying they're. You know, they're. Uh, they're making suggestions. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Word. Reply back about that Austin brother. Did they get it from in Alpena, or is it? Did they get it locally here? Because I've actually. Uh, if I know those two, they might have driven up to. Oh, um, the Austin brothers? No, they, I think they probably got it local. Maybe. I don't know. I know they take road trips yeah. occasionally and, and actually go get them. So this and, might, have been, and, this might and, have been a road trip pack. In, in, one, in one breath, you said, I think they got them locally. Maybe. I think they, go for, they take road trips. So you covered, your, you covered your bases on that one. I don't know. Okay, so I retracted that because then I remembered, I remembered, uh, I think a week or two ago, they did make a road trip to North Peak. Or is it hey. North Peak? Yeah. In Traverse City? North Peak Brewing. Yeah. All right. 
pretty sure. I'll get fact-checked on that one again. All right. Um, ready to rate number two? I am. Start. That All would right. be you. Yep. You're up. All right. Uh, like I said, I, I can't go over the top rating because the coconut flavor is still there. But I will go ahead of the on tap crowd, barely, and give it a 3.35. Just a tad too much coconut flavor for me. And as the listeners know, I'm not a huge fan of the coconut. So that'll keep the rating down. If the, if the coffee overpowered the coconut, I might be closer to a 3.75, but it's not. So I'm at 3.35. Like you said, if the, you know, as the, the regular listeners are paying attention, you seem to be a little more sensitive to the, to the sweetness, to the coconuts and the, and the fruits and stuff like that, where, you know, I tend to, I tend to like that. I'm not terribly sensitive to it. I don't, I don't, the coconut isn't overwhelming to me. I think it kind of smooths out the coffee. Uh, it eliminates any major, um, well, in a stout, you're not going to get necessarily bitter beer face, but, um, you know, if it's a really strong coffee, maybe. I liked it. Um, I'm going to go 3.55 on this. I'm going to go even a little more above the untapped crowd. And you were, Good, I'm a, I can respect that one. And you were 3. what? 3.35. 3.5. Yeah. Good flavor. Good flavor. So I'm looking forward to this next one. So that is a perfect segue into our next tasting. The... Is it FKT, now that I'm reading the can? Yes, sir, FKT. Uh, from a Because I didn't have my glasses on earlier, and I don't have them on now, but uh, I thought it was FXT, but it's FKT, and you've got a pale ale brewed with salt and black currant. Currant? I think it's called pronounced currant. Yep. I hope this isn't going to be another coriander incident. So... Well, apparently it was uh, the Sufferfest Beer Company was inspired by athletes, so this this should help us get us through. All right, here we go. All right, third and final. Oh, look at that color! Yeah, it said it would have like a little strawberry hue. And I won't get the true effect with the. Uh, it's all bullshit mug because that's a frosted over right. mug. You won't get the full effect of that. But that's the first color we've had of that. Yeah. Even, uh, well, I don't know. Did we, because I think we, the Austin Brothers, that cherry, was that a, um, was that a strawberry smoothie? Yes. IPA? Strawberry, yep. Yeah, because I don't, because it was in the can. Well, I can't believe it, the smell of it. I cannot believe this is considered a beer. Not very sweet. Yeah, it says it's a pale ale, but boy, it smells more like a wine to me. Anyway, well, let's do it. Here goes nothing. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't call it a I wouldn't call it a wine, but wow. So that's actually. Uh, on the plus side, though, I mean, it's so certainly different than anything we've tried, I think. For sure. I mean, it's almost like Tab. There's like four or five Tab drinkers left in the world, and Tab, when you taste a Tab, you it's distinctly different than any other soft drink you're drinking. Well, I haven't had a Tab in a while. I know your sister-in-law has. Yes. But I can't imagine this tastes anything like a soda. Oh, no, it doesn't taste like a soda, but that's how different it is from what we normally taste on this. Oh, I got what you're saying. Uh, a couple shout-outs. Uh, Alex Gray said he would re return to discuss uh, life in quarantine, preparing for the NFL draft, but requests that instead of beer, we, we do uh, – bourbon slash whiskeys oh. and he's bringing Elijah Craig small batch I'm bringing uh, Crown Royal black 
And then if you have something or otherwise, I will reach out to my buddy, Mike Klein and get something from his basement, which has like 7 trillion different bourbons and whiskeys set up. I should put a picture of it with his consent, of course, on our uh, Instagram, Twitter, or we do now have a Facebook page. I have no fucking idea how to get there, but we do have a <laughs> Facebook page. So go and like us on Facebook. Um, and I'll get the permission from Mike to use his picture, but his basement is set up real cool. And in, in the self-quarantine that he's in, uh, he he could possibly be dead with all the, the bourbons <laughs> he has on his wall. But uh, if you don't have a selection, um, and the only reason I, I, I'm not saying Black Velvet, not Black Velvet, uh, Crown Royal Black is a good quality whiskey or bourbon or whatever it is, but it's something that I can drink because I drank it on Christmas Eve. All right. Alex, and he's bringing, what did I say it was? He's bringing Elijah Craig small batch, and then the third one will be up to, I don't know how much we drink, obviously maybe a shot a piece. <laughs> I, I, guess the pot, I guess the pot ends when my head hits the table. So, this is not necessarily a tasting, you know, where we're, we're just going to be maybe tasting whatever we bring to the, to the oh, meat. It'd be a tasting, you'd do a shot of each of the three. I would say, you know, because that's what in the in the uh well you're saying if we if we have a chance to actually get together oh we'd have to do just like we're doing with these beers you just have to drop them off drop them off and okay from, you'd have to you know pour your own shot obviously i got so, you and then the uh second shout out mike kerchak i need those beers from ohio buddy hey i'm willing to pay the pod's got an unlimited budget we got resources coming out of our ass here on flight football and anything else. So if money's an issue, buddy, we'll meet up and I can uh, pay for those beers that you brought from Ohio for us. Yeah, not an issue. The coffers are full. Oh, without question, with all the with all the sponsorship money we're getting, whew, <laughs> we got to write, we got to spend money so we don't have to claim as much on our taxes and write it all off. Right. Uh, yeah. My okay. wife even get cable. What's that? My wife doesn't even get cable. That's the third time I've used that line, and you haven't got it yet. I, you know, I just, I, I, in between times, I don't bother to to remember to go look it up. You don't want to look it up. You got to know the movie. I, I probably have watched the movie. I just don't remember where it's from. All right. Making me look bad again. It's starting to piss me off. You know, Messiah. <laughs> You're a movie of the week. You're a fucking T-shirt at best. <laughs> oh my god that's not uh <laughs> oh nah, i'm not gonna get it never mind be a stupid guess hey so uh question before we get to the this is not this is a random it's not so random but it's not the random question but a question it's a question before the random question so you go shopping, you go grocery shopping. Do you wipe down all the items before you bring them into the house? All the cans of beans, all the jars of spaghetti sauce, the boxes of pasta. Do you wipe everything down before you bring it into the house? I will go once, I will answer that question, but I will segue it with a response first. I just assume that the people at the store who are out in the the vestibules with gloves and cleaner wiping the carts down, I just assume they've done their job because if it's in the clean down section, I just grab it, walk in, and go from there. And, and answer, So in answer to your question, no, I do not wipe down items before I bring them into my house. The clean down section, what are you, what are you talking about there? Uh, the local supermarkets here in the area, they have somebody in the vestibule that grabs a cart. Oh, wiping down the carts. Yeah, I'm just talking about, you know. I just, I just assume, that's what I'm saying. I answered your question by, because no, I absolutely do not wipe. I don't wipe down, because if you're going to wipe it down before you bring it in your house, you better wipe it down before you put it in your cart. Unless, unless, you, ha unless you telepathically lift it off the shelf without touching it. Because if you've already touched it, why do you need to wipe it off when you bring it in your house? So my question I'm is, saying, uh, you know, obviously, okay, go ahead. I'm just, I cut you no, off. Sorry. No, no, because 
I, I just trust the people at doing their job that wipe it down because they wipe it down or so they say, and yeah. then they put it closer to the door. I just assume they have done their job and I just grab the card. I don't wipe it down again or nothing. So in answer to your question, no, I do not wipe down any product. What, a, what about the people that feel that, you know, somebody at the, somebody at the food packing plant has COVID right. was working with the boxes. The boxes got put in a, on a pallet. Yep. The pallet got unloaded onto the shelves. I'm sure that I'm sure somebody has. So that's my point. You said you had, your question was, do I wipe it down before I bring it in the house? Right. So I don't I don't understand why why the person wiping down the carts has anything to do with how it's going to keep COVID off of the box. I don't give a fuck. I don't wipe anything down. I wash my hands, and if I get it and drop dead, I don't give a fuck because that's what I'm saying. Because there are some people that still wipe the carts down even though they've been wiped down. And if you're that fucking paranoid about it, stay the fuck home. You don't need that much toilet paper. We've already discussed that you don't, you have enough toilet paper to wipe your ass till you're dead. And no, I don't care about that. And if, you, if, if somebody's got COVID, if you can get it that clearly, that readily. Here, I'm picking up my notebook, my notebook for the pod. I have COVID right now. I'm picking up my notebook. I set it down. And if you pick that up, and get it that readily, then the way that they got to stop this is they got to get military out on the street and shoot anybody that leaves their fucking house. Because there's, if, if, it's that, if it's that communicable, there's no way that anybody should be allowed to leave anywhere. So no, I do not wipe anything down. And, and, and because I don't wear a bulletproof vest, but somebody could blow, my, blow me away right in the aisle eight as I'm fighting for the last roll of Scott tissue. So no, I don't wipe anything down. And if I die, I die, which is a good segue because there's a new entry to my funeral song list. But anyway, <laughs> I gotta have a drink of beer because now you got me pissed off. Uh, that was not my intent with that question. But now what, I know. No, what's that? You wipe it off? Ah, uh, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, it has nothing to do with it. Doesn't, 16 might be the final episode of flights, football, and anything else because that's absolutely ridiculous. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's it's paranoia. It's, it, it, it's that it's that it's you can it's transmitted that easily. Then there's no there's no way anybody should be allowed to touch anything. You should be locked down and just die in your house. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not saying it's communicated. That's what you should do communicated i'm not saying it's 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 not communicable on that level i'm the saying I'm, well i'm if you, if you stop for a second and listen i'm using the word paranoia it's paranoia and not even for our own health because we're still helping our our parents i'm so sick and tired of that that i yeah let, let's get on the random question before we do it in the pod because i am so fucking sick and tired of that okay we're all going to die nobody lives forever no, I just don't want it to be from me. That's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Tom Dempsey died of COVID. Bullshit. He was, had fucking dementia for seven years. He died because he was 79 and he was on his last leg. See ya, Tom. <laughs> okay. All right. By the way, 27 years ago today, Chris Weber called a timeout that he didn't have. <laughs> All right. Timeout. Random question. You ready? Yes, sir. Best pickup line you've ever used or heard, and if and if this is your kind of a thing, if you, you if you've used many, what what are your top three? Hmm. Actually, I don't. Uh, personally, I don't think I've ever used any pickup lines. But because that just wasn't my style, right? And plus, the ladies lined up down the block. I mean, <laughs> so there was there was no line. There was no line. There was no lines needed. Nothing was wiped down, and there was no lines needed. But I can emphasize. Um, I think I I think my favorite pickup line is if I could redo the alphabet, I'd put you and I together. Hey. Uh, and you said top three? Yeah. 
Um, are you are you tired? You must be tired because you've been running through my mind all day. <laughs> all right, uh, that's two. That's two. Let me see. What is the other one I might have heard? <sighs> if if you were words on a page, you'd be fine print. Nice. Yeah, there's something similar that I've seen like that. Um, yeah, mine was, uh, you know, are the cops coming? Are you going to jail? Well, I'm telling you what, it's, it's going to, they'll be here pretty quick because you just stole my heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Now, you've heard that or used it? Heard it. All right, yeah. Because I wonder if I any of it. I, I, I would, I'm, that, I'm that guy that if I ever had somebody that I was going to use that line on, I would be sitting in front of them going, hi, um, <laughs> um, yeah, like um, cops and, and like you, you, you stole my heart and you're going to jail. <laughs> uh, um, so. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, I, I wonder if any of those ever have worked. Oh, I bet. I have to believe, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not from the standpoint of, you know, not from the standpoint of, oh, that was clever. Oh, he's so clever. Or, you know, that was, that was amazing. And he just thinks I'm the greatest kind of a, it's more like now you're memorable. You know what I mean? Even if, even if the reaction is what a dork. Or more along the lines of, it could have been more along the lines like, you know what, it's 2.15 and ain't nobody else said anything to me all night. I better take what I can get. <laughs> That's quite possible, actually. Um, yeah. So I, there's a bunch of them online when I thought about this question. So let's see. On the thoughtcatalog.com, They've got 50 hilarious, cheesy pickup lines that will definitely make your crush smile. So, now I don't know, it doesn't say necessarily whether these are in order, but the number one was, are you a magician? Because whenever I look at you, everybody else disappears. I like that. That's solid. Yeah, that is solid. I'll do the number two and then I'll flip to a couple extra ones. Uh, I'm not a photographer, but I can I can picture me and you together. <laughs> Number twenty is your dad a terrorist? Because you're the bomb. <laughs> uh, number. Now you would have to really be. You'd really have to be politically correct on who you use that on in this day and age, because you can't true. just use you can't just use that on a. Uh, certain ethnicities otherwise it'll never work it'll yeah. blow up in your face bum, bum. But, um, all right uh number 22 i think you'll like this one a lot kiss me if i'm wrong but dinosaurs god fuck that one up all right <laughs> hey ladies and gentlemen dave's first f bomb it is not my it is not my first that is not my first f bomb shut up i think it is that's nah, not I think it is. Now, episodes three, episodes three, four, and eleven. I've been keeping track. Kiss me if I'm wrong, but dinosaurs still exist, right? Uh, yeah, because you'll get the automatic kiss. What was your favorite dinosaur? Uh, Triceratops. Um. The Stegosaurus, is that the one that had like the plates on the back from yep. the top? Yep. That was my favorite. Yeah. yeah don't ask me why. Don't ask me why. Yeah, but, but we digress. Um, I'm going to go to number 50, see what you think about number 50. Hello. Cupid called. He wants to tell you that he needs my heart back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't like that. Was the, well, that's why it's number 50. That was the weakest one of the ones you told from that list. But that's why it's number 50 least effective well here's one of the longer ones um my buddies bet me that i wouldn't be able to start a conversation with the hottest person in the bar want to buy some drinks with their money 
Because <laughs> that would mean you're the hottest person in the bar. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, that's enough. Uh, if you want to, I would encourage anybody to uh, tweet us or go to the Facebook page and uh, give us your best pickup line, either one you've used or the best one you've ever heard of. Mike, you have that, um, I don't want to, E-Pod, or no? Yeah, the, the Twitter? Yeah, is, E-Pod FFA. The, like I said, I, I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be totally honest. Um, at E-P-O-D-F-F-A is the Twitter. And Sounds right. Facebook, I'm still kind of you a just, Facebook version. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to find that. I don't know how to go about <laughs> I think you just search flights, football, and anything else. I very, I doubt very highly anybody else has got something like that. Right. And then if anybody heard the extra crack of the can during that episode, that was David had me so worked up. I had to get my blood pressure down. So I had to revert back to a Sam Adams, but I can, I can still rank the FKT without uh, biasness. All right. So you're ready to rate that? Speaking of uh, one last thing before we rate. Are you going to ignore my question or is this? What What did you? What was your question? Are you ready to rate it? I didn't ignore it. I fucking said. Okay. Desimites. The KXT. FKT. What did I say? KXT. Unless you're sampling. I don't know why, I, why do I want an X in this thing? I don't know. Because I think maybe it would be cooler if I had an X in the, in the title. So. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. I like that. I like the kind of the the strawberry hue to it. Kind of an interesting flavor, good flavor. It the untapped uh, crowd liked it the best out of the three, and I'd have to go along with that. So, am I gonna rate that? I'm not gonna rate it too much higher. Hmm. I'm going to go 3.7. All righty. Uh, I think I'm going to pull a pod first here. And I'm in the neighborhood of the untapped. But I'm not going to go quite as high. And what I mean by a pod first yeah. is I'm going to go 3 point three five which is the exact rating i gave the head start now i'm not saying i eat i put them equal because they're two totally different tasting beers i agree I, that's important to, and, yeah and there's enough uh of the uh coconut in the head start where i had to weigh it down and in the FKT, there was a lot of wine, and I'm not a wine drinker, so I had to weigh that down, but they both had enough flavor, and I managed to drink through them, obviously, as I'm on to another beer, but I can't put one over the other because they're so different, so I'm going to rank them the same, 3.35. Both, is, even though they don't, they're definitely, definitely very different tasting beers. You're saying from a drinkability standpoint. Right. And a flavor to each their own. Right. And they both had enough pluses where they weren't a bad beer, but personally they had a both they had enough or not enough. They had, each had one negative, coconut wine. Yeah. Where I don't know if this one, the FK the FKT doesn't have wine in it. I didn't read it that. Have, and it tasted like wine. It was the, the strawberry tasting. It tasted okay. like a wine, like a wine cooler. Sure. It almost like was a Bartles and James taste to me. Yeah. That's, I, a, I, that's a throwback wine cooler, eh? Oh, my God. That's, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't necessarily think it was a wine cooler. I thought it tasted, it had a taste enough like a beer um, that I wouldn't go far to say that. But I could definitely see somebody like, yeah, we, we just said that on the, on the last on the last tasting where, you know, the, our palates are a little bit different, especially like with the coconut and the, and the fruits and stuff like that. 
correct. But anyway, as I look down into the old tilted kilt pub and eatery, which is apropos in this day and age, because like everything else, the tilted kilt is closed. But like the late, great Stuart Scott said, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.